1: And welcome, everybody. This is the Shutdown Full Cast. I am Spencer Hall, uh, editor of SB, editorial director of SB Nation, and uh, editor of Every Day Should Be Saturday. Joining us on this fine college football podcast uh, from beautiful Kennesaw, Georgia, is Jason Kirk. College. That's me. Can yeah, can that's, you hear me? That, that's him. We can hear you. It's a college football editor at SB Nation, and uh, from. Beautiful uh Brooklyn, New York, New York, New York uh is...
0: Ryan, Ryan Nanny, New York.
1: Ryan Nanny, New York, New York, New York. <laughs> standing on top of his modem, which he splits with somebody for $800 a month. Only in New York!
0: Well, it's, it's worth it, because of the
2: culture.
1: <laughs> it's worth it, because of the things you get to walk by. Because <laughs> of the
0: bacteria culture, growing on <laughs> the modem.
2: There's... It's cold garbage. The garbage (laughs) is not
1: hot. It's not hot like it is elsewhere.
0: Except when it is.
1: It's it's, it's a really great place to watch the authenticated and fully fulfilled dreams of trust fund children spread out before you. It's really Mm -hmm. magnificent. Only there can you see their imagination fully realized in horrible form uh, from the college football capital of uh, the world. Go Rutgers! Uh, we're not here to talk badly about New York, although we're going to start out that way uh, because we're going to go directly to reader questions this week. I feel like we've kind of talked week three to death because week three just wasn't that substantial. So I want to go straight to uh, Syracuse. in case we aren't going ahead and answering the question with the Twitter handle.
0: Do you think that's supposed to be Syracuse D and he just didn't realize it was a pun?
1: No, because no, to... there's two there's two C's in there. So maybe there's right. an ACC pun going on.
0: I just figured he misspelled Syracuse.
1: <laughs> well, it's a really good school if you've never heard of it. <laughs> Remember, that's what everyone says when they're deeply insecure about their school. It's a really good school. Have you guys ever been Syracuse of like
2: losing to Georgia Tech by 56 points?
1: Hey. <laughs> <laughs> that is, is such an unfair accusation. Syrac- I've been Syracuse of being soft-nosed. By syracuse well, own coach.
0: You you do have a very soft nose. I think it's very pleasant.
1: It's plush and pleasing to the touch. But Grand Sam, a.k.a. Syracuse, in case you can't tell how this question is going to be answered, says, why do you guys hate Syracuse football? And and I have an answer, and it's this. This is what we're going to open up discussing. My answer is this. There are two types of fan bases. There are those who are self-aware, and there are those who aren't, and Syracuse falls firmly in the ladder of being entirely unaware of their actual position in college football. Gentlemen, agree or disagree? Absolutely agree. Any sort of a list
2: on anything, if it's here here are 10 teams that are maybe going to win the title or any sort of anything within seconds, it's why isn't Syracuse on this list? Or I shouldn't say it like that. It's why is, isn't is Syracuse on this list? Because they would pronounce it correctly, um, which is one thing they have going for them.
0: I think in part that's because Syracuse probably gets left off a lot of lists. Like There are probably many times where the ACC office has distributed, like, oh, here's the 2015 schedule, and Syracuse is just like, we're not on this. You, you left us off entirely. Like, oh, oh yeah, you guys are, we thought you were still with UConn, just doing your own thing.
1: But, I think a good test of, you know. of whether you're going to be uh, an entirely successful or self-aware program is do, does everybody know what conference you're in? Because there's kind of a direct relationship to certainty of conference and location and and overall confidence and self-awareness as a program. Cause for well, everyone knows. Remember,
0: yeah. Syracuse, well, Syracuse—it's
1: either in the America East or the uh,
2: Patriot League.
1: We're down nas- to those two.
0: The National League Central.
1: Yeah, I-, I will say this: if you write about Syracuse, you just might not as well, because one, they're actually not worth the attention. Here's why: uh, since in 2001, they go 10 and 3, and then here's the rest of their pitiful records over the past decade: four and eight, six and six, six and six, one and ten. <laughs> Four and eight, two and ten, three and nine, four and eight, eight and five, five and seven, and eight and five. All right? You're basically public school Notre Dame playing inside a gigantic unair conditioned shed.
0: Named after an
1: air-conditioning company. They've never heard that before, and we're just going to keep repeating it because it's (laughs) endlessly funny. Okay. Oh, but remember, like, for a decade, we won, like, ten and nine games. Yeah, you were playing in the Big East. You had Donovan McNabb. That's like the last every, thing that happened. everybody
0: won ten games in the old Big East. Yeah, like they just they just gave them to you. They came in the mail.
2: Yeah, they didn't. They didn't exactly add up. Just <laughs> <laughs> it was sort of like a, a website that predicts uh, wins and losses for uh for for every team in a division, and well, they don't really add up. But we like everybody being happy.
1: But they're not real self-aware. And we'll pair this with a question nobody asked, but we're happy to answer. Uh, who's the flip side of that coin? In your opinion, Jason, if we're going for, oh, who would be the opposite of a, a chapped-dicked Syracuse fan who wants something kind to be said about their program when there's very little to be said?
2: Uh, I'm going immediately to Texas A&M, uh, which might be a surprise for some. Uh, some people, such as Texas fans, who thought, oh, ho, ho, people in the South don't know what they're getting with the crazy Aggies. They're going to regret this. Man, they're going to hate it. And all that stuff, which is totally not true uh because these people are insane, they know they're insane, they're proud of how insane they are, they obsess over uh every single thing that could possibly be obsessed over, and they're uh obsessed with you recognizing how obsessed they are with these things um they are the self diagnosed lunatics, and uh for that we we cherish them
1: and Ryan, for you, who would your your pair of Extremely self-aware, and then not at all self-aware fans. Start with the negative.
0: Okay, uh, my my extremely unself-aware. I'm going to go with Maryland because I think Maryland's fine. I don't think it's a a bad program by any means. But anytime you happen to wander into Maryland, a Maryland corner of the internet, it's all this focus on like, listen, we just need to, we just need something that's going to take us to the top. And there's not really a lot of recognition that like, Hey, um, that might just not be in the cards. You know, you might not compete every year for the big 10 championship. And that's cool. You can win eight, nine games and still be fun. Like, you know, Ralph region didn't make y'all a top 10 team every year, but Maryland was a program. People talked about and had some fun players here and there and went to good bowls, but People in Maryland are very sort of, you know, insistent that there is some magic alchemy that nobody has figured out that will unlock Maryland's true potential as a beautiful college football butterfly.
1: Yeah, which it's just a moth.
0: It's just a moth. And that's fine. Just be a moth.
1: It's a turtle fly.
0: Just, just, <laughs> just. just float around and chew on indiana's coat that's fine
1: look sort of respectable sitting against a brightly lit outdoor light bulb right yeah yeah there you go be the best moth you can be maryland look incredible on flicker yeah yeah look incredible on (laughs) flicker feed a hungry bird that's what maryland's job is to feed a hungry bird uh who is your your most self-aware
0: I'm changing it. I know I had said another team before we started, but now I'm changing it because I thought about it. And I'm going to go with South Florida. Because <laughs> there was a period there where, so I am, I am known to, first of all, I'm a known Tampa native. That's that's on my government records, and it can never be removed. No yeah, matter you, how many times I go to the pay
1: and spray. Yeah, you, you can't hide that. You go right on the pay and spray fifty <laughs> bucks. You still got three stars <laughs> on that police chase.
0: Just just still Tampa forever, um, and I've I've certainly run uh, a foul of our USF friends because of my negativity towards Tampa. Uh, and for a while there, I think they were pretty insistent that you know they deserve to be. Considered an up-and-coming program. They had, you know, jumped over to FBS and done some things and won some games, et cetera, et cetera. But I appreciate that it seems USF and its fan base have accepted that, at least for now, things are just shitty. And that's just how it is. And that's not great, and I don't wish that upon them. But there is a value in recognizing that it's just not good right now. And I say that as a Florida fan. I understand. <laughs> I, get,
1: I get painful, I... sustained mediocrity <laughs> now. Yeah.
0: So that's, that's my two.
1: I got two hands on that ass. That ass of mediocrity. Wow. Yeah. Uh, we've got... Uh, I've got two teams to address here. The one that I believe has the, the least self-awareness... By the way, we went three for three on ACC which I think is appropriate because they're primarily basketball fans who kind of put on that football war gear for about two months, maybe three, sometimes three and a half, unless they're Virginia Tech or Florida State fans, right? They, they, they go hard, and then they're like, oh, basketball. So it's kind of an act. So I think they're overly zealous about it. It's a little over-determined and theatrical, but uh, Georgia Tech fans are not that because they don't even have basketball. To look forward to be really hopeful too. So I think the bitterness is real. You but, already
0: get so many angry Maryland fans that are like, "We're not in the ACC anymore, you asshole." I know. <laughs> yeah,
1: but the thing, the thing is, yes, you are. They're, they're ACC. Everyone knows you're still on the board. Please, we still accuse South Carolina of being the ACC, and they haven't been in. They haven't been in the <laughs> ACC since like, like the '60s, right? I think it was '72 or '68 somewhere in there. They come over. It's They're like yeah, it's like it's like uh,
2: radiation. It's just kind of it's it's <laughs> always going to be there.
1: <laughs> I think Jason Kirk has just po- posited ACC half life. Mm. That, that that really there's a half life to being the ACC, and that Maryland's has not worn off. It's ACC like a, half-life it's, like a sounds- it's
2: like a Bowden half life. So AC- yes,
1: so yes, Maryland, I'm real sorry for confusing you for still being in the ACC and giving that fine quality loss to West Virginia to the Big Ten. So they could go three and six this past weekend out of conference, including one for 10 versus the power conferences for the season. Sorry, I didn't give you that carrot. I'm,
0: so- I'm sorry. You should go back to talking about Georgia tech now that I made it much worse.
1: Oh yeah. I'm going to make it much worse. Cause I get to talk about Georgia tech fans who speaking of, by the way, quartz low on the oil of humanity anyway, being engineers, right? So not exactly the cuddliest people to begin with. How do I hug? Like probably a quarter of all research in, uh, is, at Georgia Tech is devoted to how to get along with other human beings, right? Much less interact with the rest of the world. I know this because I got a master's there in the most humane and thus least math intensive program ever, International Affairs. I will also say this while I was there, Chan Gailey was the coach. How many football games did I go to as a student who could have waltzed in for next to nothing? at that stadium. How many football games did I attend? Two. Two. Zero. Oh.
2: We were close. I was,
1: <laughs> why on earth would I have voluntarily shown up to watch a Chan Galey coach football team? And, and I understand. They have. The, I don't know. Maybe you
0: were meeting your dealer there or something. <laughs> well, can, that wouldn't have been good. We would have. look at been,
1: the,
2: the, the city of Atlanta we would, sitting in the stadium. <laughs> it's
1: a beautiful, beautiful skyline. We would have been spotted. You can't meet your dealer in the stands at Georgia Tech because it's pretty obvious because you're the only two people in the section. And it, that's not even lying at this point because Georgia Tech, I think, they have to be driven somewhat mad by being a pretty good football team over the past 30 years, but never really great by lucking into one of the most bizarre split national titles ever in 1990. Which, by the way, did come out of nowhere, because if you look at them before that, their win totals the previous five years are like 2 and 3. Like, 2, 3, 7-11. And,
2: and then, then immediately after as well.
1: And then they just drop back off into 5 and 6 land. you know. And like,
2: it, it, it's probably the weirdest national title of the last 30 years.
1: And that and BYU 84. like the, Those two national titles both utterly bizarre, they have to be angry because they've made several atrocious hiring decisions. And even the good decisions that they made weren't exactly the kind that you could feel really great about personally. Uh, George O'Leary. Yay, we hired George O'Leary. Yeah.
2: Now, sp- speaking on Georgia Tech, I-, I sympathize here because I was raised a Georgia Tech fan uh, and and I come from a long line of Georgia Tech fans. So I, I sort of get the mindset, and like to me, it's the the helpful thing uh, that I would advise Georgia Tech fans on is just stop talking about Georgia. Just for the love of God, just pretend Georgia doesn't exist except for one or two weeks per year, um, and and everything will be, you know, life will be rosier for you. People will get along with you better. But I've just never seen a a, a fan base in general, with exceptions, of course more focused on Big Brother at the expense of everything else. Um, it, 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 yeah. As far as self-awareness goes, I think Georgia Tech people, uh, a great deal of them could take some lessons.
0: I mean, but, G- Georgia won't let them do that, though. Like, no, Georgia but, won't let them not
1: talk about Georgia. Because there's a personality conflict at root here, too, which is that they're always going to be the nerd and they can make like way more money than your average UGA grad and lead a happier life and be smarter which they are on the whole. I'll give you credit for that. You're smarter in every single way but this one.
2: Sure, so celebrate those things. Yeah, you should. That, that would be that, that would be that, ideal, that, that would be the smart thing to do,
1: but you're not you're not wise. They're, they're smart but they're not wise because they will never turn down the bait of a UGA grad no matter what a miserable, bloated, horrible golf wastoid of a UGA grad they're up against. They will never put down the opportunity to get in that futile argument.
2: Are we, are we calling Georgia fans wise?
1: In this sense, yes. In the, they're, they're, wise, they're wise in the sense that they know that they've got, and this is the Georgia fan thing, by the way, is that they're so they're dumb. So they, they only have one joke for everyone. And they'll just ride it. And they know that it works every single time. It's Hey, just run the dang joke. Run the dang joke. They do everything that Mike Bobo refuses to do. Run the play that works. And the play that always works on Georgia Tech is Nerd and Cheat and Loser. Which, comparatively, by evidence, is totally true.
0: (laughs) It's the worst part. It's very Jeff Foxworthy of them. It
1: is, very, it is, it is real Bass you Pro Shops. You might be you if you're a nerd. <laughs> if you're a nerd. Like they are, the, the idiocrat fan base of the University of Georgia will lean on that because it works. Because they might be idiots, but they're not unwise. The fan base that I would say is most self-aware, Wazoo. Washington State fans are among my favorite group of people because you can say, I believe this year's Washington State Cougars uh, are basically one giant steaming heap of caribou shit. And they'll go, brother, don't I know. (laughs) Here's a shot of me drinking my ass off at the game and in 15 degrees cheering for those Cougs who Couged it again. Like that's they, they are so self-aware and so comfortable and possessed with their own mediocrity that it's kind of beautiful. That they know the only thing they're supposed to do, it's not even win the tailgate. They've even managed to reduce that to something that they can win. They're like, well, we can't win the tailgate because other people tailgate harder and they might have prettier campuses. But what we can do is we can drink every town we visit dry.
2: Oh yeah, they, they'll. That's what they'll win. They famously drank Auburn dry. They drank a plane to the Las Vegas Bowl dry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a, pla- a plane, a captive like locusts. They are. They're they're, real, they're like locusts that feed exclusively on alcohol. Like God if- should
0: have just sent Wazoo fans to Pharaoh first. I give up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, I adore them because if you follow any of their road trips on Twitter and or Facebook, you just set an alert for Wazoo or Washington State fans and you start seeing these panicked alerts from locals at the host cities going, we're out of beer, we're out of booze, they took everything. We're out of rubbing alcohol. We're Our out of hospitals. Are- <laughs> no gas in my car. <laughs> I they, really appreciate it's 0% that zero percent humidity. <laughs> They've taken all of the liquid out of this environment.
0: I really appreciate that. So, Clemsoning means a very specific thing, but cooging it, cooged it. That has such a rich, it's such a rich universe of ways in which something can be cooged.
1: Oh, it's an astonishing variety. Like, <laughs> oh well, blocked a fake punt and gave up thirty-five in the second quarter. Cooged it, like. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I feel like you can coog it before the game even starts.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We got three freshmen and two walk-ons on the offensive line. Cooged it Cooged it. uh what well,
2: man, what a... Now now, now, now now to be fair, uh how would the two of you rate Florida
1: um I on think, the scale? well, it's a very large fan base, so it's hard to get a handle on, but overall, I think we're very um I think we're unaware for the most part.
0: Yeah oh, we're horribly unaware. Yeah, horribly.
1: You know, like I shouldn't be this upset by this season. I really shouldn't have been this upset by last season.
0: Well, your 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 particular brand of madness has less to do with self awareness than it does masochism. <laughs> so, so, yeah, because uh, you you know how you know how absurd it is, but you are still doing it. Do I? I think you do. You've I... written you've written tens of thousands of words about Florida football for the last three years.
1: Yeah, that's not real self aware. I probably should have just stopped. The
2: thing you that did seems crazy to me week. about Florida fans is the idea that winning nine to six is no good. You have to win fifty to thirty one, or otherwise the win doesn't count. Like that's always seemed insane to me about Florida fans. Yes, but
1: that's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> it's a style thing, goddammit. it. Um, like, what's the point of living? Uh, you want to answer a couple of other questions? I have uh one or two that I might want to get to before we uh, address the week's games.
0: Okay, I got one. Uh, this is from at uh, Weed Mouse. <laughs> Sorry. App- appropriately, the question is. Which coach is most likely to be a juggalo? Now I want to interpret this question that it is not which coach could be most easily a juggalo. It's which coach is most likely now to actually be in his personal life a juggalo.
1: Okay. Hmm. Do, do you so have, do you have an answer? Because I do.
0: Uh, well, uh, let's let's hear your answer then. Huh? Uh,
1: my answer would be uh, I, I think it's got to be. <sighs> Uh, no 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 I I I I I am trying to decide between two coaches and I think it has to be Paul Rhodes.
0: Wow. The, uh, who,
1: the passion he exhibits. I think it's the passion he exhibits cuz I just the see gestures. Him, I just see the, him the lunging. Yeah, and, and PJ Fleck a second. Okay. Oh, that's a really good choice. Yeah, yeah.
0: that's PJ Fleck was where I was I was thinking.
2: I think uh, that's where I was leaning to because uh I was I was pulling up the the salaries database to find a really, a really young Mac coach who doesn't make much money and needs (laughs) someone aside. And Hey, he fits all three of those. (laughs) I
0: I think Paul Petrino would be a very interesting juggalo. (laughs)
1: Lonely out there in Moscow. (laughs) That's, that's a good one. Uh, I'm going to take this question by the way, um, which is the, who would rope a hog better? Okay. This is from the Texas State University. Larry Coker, Dennis Franchione. And I Wait, think that.
2: UTSA asked it, or Texas State asked us that. Uh, the university? Well,
1: a, a guy, uh, Will Butler, who apparently has the handle the TXSTUNIV. Uh, so I don't think it's actually okay. the. I Texas think we State. can assume he's the school president. All right. Yeah. Will Butler, president of Texas State University, asked, who would rope a hog better, Larry Coker, or Dennis Franchione. And seriously, this is the biggest blowout I could have picked. Larry Coker by far. Grew up in Oklahoma. As far as I know, Dennis Franchione is just uh, he, hes just a, a small-town villain from a roadhouse straight-to-DVD-style drama. I'm, I'm going Larry Coker all the way.
0: I mean, he, he did – Franchione did grow up in Kansas. So I don't know if that swings it at all, but probably not.
2: Uh, he's also coached at uh, Texas A&M.
0: Yeah, and New Which Mexico. I think that's a,
2: that's a survival skill. In certain parts of the world,
0: yeah, but it's only in the sense stand-up. of like, oh, you learned how to live off dew.
1: Yeah, you know, Larry Coker's been out of work recently. He he could have had to have forged for food as recently as like six years ago. So I'm gonna, I'm still going with him.
2: Okay, that's fair. All right, pork, pork pork is uh, pretty popular in South Florida, so you never know.
1: CC El Hamon, uh, Jason, you got another one.
2: Uh yeah, this one comes to us from Nixon Robocop. <clears throat> Which NHL team is the most SEC? I don't fucking know. Man, are there? What? What are? What do you know of any of those? I mean, the the Thrashers, I guess. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wherever they are. <laughs> Otherwise, mm. pff, uh, the Hawks. I'm actually going to say the Detroit uh, Red Wings, and here's why: one, they win all the time. Woohoo! And two, uh, they they basically commit a minor act of animal cruelty to celebrate. So uh, that seems pretty SEC to me. Okay, that'll work. What's the it? animal? Yeah. Oh,
2: it's an octopus or something? Yeah, <laughs> they, they, they throw that octopus. All right, hockey They're,
1: facts. Exactly. They throw that octopus out there on the ice. That's uh, it's pretty barbaric. And that, to me, screams the southeastern part of the United States. Now, right. there's one in
2: Tennessee, isn't there?
1: Uh, yeah, but, you know, that's just a bunch of Ohio State fans bunch Mm -hmm. of people from ohio who want a better quality of life so they go to tennessee and boy what a sad statement that is
0: calling you out kirk herb street
1: i hear (laughs) i I see you kirk (laughs) i'm sure he's a listener (laughs) every week game day prep
0: he's He's hanging up his his clothes in the shower right now hey wait a wait a second
1: Kirk, mind that. Kirk, if you if you listen to this podcast, you'll get germs. There, he'll never listen again.
2: <laughs> okay, oh. good. We've we've saved
1: him. <laughs> yeah, Whew, he's totally fine. Uh, Ryan, you got uh, one more reader question? Anywhere in there?
0: Yes. Um, this is from uh, Nicholas Eckert, and he wants to know: Could Florida beat no. the Big Ten?
1: No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hold on! Hold on! No. Let me. Let me. All right. Spencer, you are the most negative person about Florida football right now in in the world. Except for for Will Muschamp. Okay, all right. Even he is more optimistic than you are, though. So let me run through the teams, and you tell me. We'll stop once you say Florida couldn't beat somebody, but let me me run through them, okay?
1: Okay.
0: Let's start with Purdue. Could Florida beat Purdue? Uh, Yeah. Could Florida beat Northwestern? Yes. Could Florida beat Rutgers?
1: I'm gonna say that Gary Nova versus our secondary is probably a bad matchup.
0: Okay. All right. So we've got three Big Ten teams already. Yeah. Let's let's up let's up it a little. Could Florida beat Iowa?
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> okay. Florida is exactly the kind of team who's meant to fall into kirk ferentz's honeypot
0: okay could florida beat michigan
1: <laughs> yeah that's not good <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right so we've at least found four big big 10 teams florida could beat
2: yeah have got illinois that's uh, not,
0: yeah. i don't know who that is
1: yeah that's that's not football i was just looking at a map i was just looking at states <laughs> i saw the name states. of a state nearby <laughs> tweet illini football Second quarter. (laughs) Do you guys all follow that account now? Oh, God. They stormed (laughs) through with a safety to go down 25-2 to Florida.
2: I I just want to send a message to all our listeners. Everyone follow that account. Follow the Illini Football official Twitter account, please.
1: (laughs) Follow it. It's the saddest thing you will ever watch. And you really have to, like, admire the bravery and fortitude of the person who has to watch all this and go, oh,
0: Field goal, (laughs) Illinois. I want somebody to just follow, make a Twitter account, just follow the Illinois football account and nothing else. And you try for a whole week. Try for that to be all you know about the sports world. (laughs) It'll be such a gaslighting. You'll come out of it the next week and you'll be like, oh my God, I didn't even realize these other teams played. This is great. Illinois lost. I thought we won by 30.
1: Yeah, oh my god. There's there's people who score uh, on purpose. Wow. <laughs> uh yeah. Uh so yeah, the other the only teams that I think that Florida would seriously struggle with in the Big 10, Iowa because it's dumb. It's just dumb playing football with them and dumb on dumb is like pretty much must champ nightmare. Um I think that Ohio State we probably lose to even without uh, Braxton Miller. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep.
0: Oh, yeah. It would be extremely well must champ to make a quarterback, an opposing quarterback who hadn't done anything, look awesome.
2: Wisconsin- now, um, Wisconsin- may- Oh, I've- Wisconsin Hall. Oh. How long would it take for Florida to score on Michigan State? Not how many points would Michigan State give up, just how long would it take to score?
1: A touchdown, seven quarters. Oh, that's too short seven we'd have to play two we'd have to play 1.75 games to get to a TD
0: (laughs) no I don't I don't see I I think that's yeah that's rosy (laughs)
1: I'm an optimist you know that
0: I know I'm sorry this is
1: getting dark dark. yeah let's stop answering this question let's actually talk about (laughs) games of note this week starting with maybe my favorite matchup the entire week which happens early we're eating dessert first uh, which is appropriate for Kansas uh Auburn and, and Alabama and Alabama like we will eat two desserts first you hit that cho- you hit that chocolate wonderfall as an appetizer cuz Auburn is going to Kansas State the battle of cow versus cow uh in Manhattan Kansas I love this matchup because it is One team that wants to run as many plays as possible versus one that will state overtly and explicitly that it would like to run as slow an offense as possible with the most possible damage.
0: Yeah, Kansas State runs the home alone defense and offense. It's like, "Uh uh-oh, we put tar and nails everywhere.
2: (laughs) Your (laughs) fault if you
1: step on it.
0: (laughs) I'm a child, so I can't be prosecuted.
1: Ron Prince left grandpa alone at the house again. It's just Bill Snyder home alone over the holidays. Watching (laughs) angels with dirty faces, setting booby traps everywhere. Eating pizza. Eating pizza. (laughs) Singing in the mirror while he shaves, right? With the towel on his head.
0: Just talking to his Michael Jordan
1: cutout. (laughs) Well, with him, it's like a George Mikan cutout, right? (laughs) Some old, ancient...
0: Oh, I miss you, George.
2: It's
1: like a Archangel Michael cutout.
0: <laughs> Dunking.
1: Yeah, the shot, the shot clock ended your career, and that wasn't fair. <laughs> Should be no limit on greatness, chronologically. Uh, yeah, I, I also like this game, too, because uh, it'll be very interesting to me to see exactly how frustrated Auburn gets with this. Because it will be really frustrating. This will be a very frustrating game for Auburn.
2: Now, they actually run kind of similar offenses. Um, Just
1: at totally different speeds. Yeah,
2: in a way, it's going to be kind of like watching a game just pressing fast forward at random.
1: Auburn, Kansas State is basically Auburn's, like, screwed and chopped. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that's, like, it's the whole offense just run really slowly. Bill Snyder's on that lean. (laughs) He's on, hey, what, that purple,
0: what, that purple drink.
1: Yeah, the, exactly. What color do they wear? What color do they wear? <laughs> K State's been on that perp long before it was a hit. So, um, I, I'm super intrigued by this game. Uh, what else catches yawn eye this week, Ryan Nene? Oh my god. Um. Not 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 Alabama hosting no, Florida.
0: No, no, I'm skipping. Okay, I will. I will <laughs> go ahead and throw out. Virginia at BYU.
2: Thank you for throwing that out. What What are we moving on to now that that's thrown out?
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I, i i am interested I am interested to see if I am interested to see if Virginia's defense is actually all that good, and if they can, you know, contain Taysom Hill. That would be fun. And if they can't, I am enjoying actively rooting for everything else to burn down on the way to BYU getting a playoff bid even though they will have only beaten like the 6th and 7th and 10th best teams in
1: power conferences.
0: I'm fine with that.
1: I feel pretty bad for BYU though because by the time a play by the time a playoff rolls around they're going to be so tired like, oh, those kids having sleep trouble and we're sleep training the other baby and (laughs)
2: Yeah, getting through the holidays. Getting Christmas through the holiday You got the family
1: around.
0: God. Yeah, we got to spend Thanksgiving at her house.
1: In laws. In laws. Okay,
0: fine. You don't like that? I will give you a better one Utah at Michigan. Because <laughs> <laughs> I like this game for reasons that can only be described as purely evil.
1: <laughs> are you hoping that utah puts up like a 40 spot on michigan at home
0: oh oh man am i ever <laughs> because michigan has beaten i would say their two wins have come over two of the bottom 10 teams in fbs is that fair
2: miami
1: well,
0: miami and app state
2: yeah they're both pretty deplorable. Throughout the records in that Michigan Appalachian state rivalry,
0: that's true. That's true. It's just pure clean mountain hate.
1: <laughs> pure, pure clean mountain to boring Midwestern prairie.
0: Mountain to sandwich town.
1: Mountain. No hey, oh, way to talk about the Upsals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I yeah, you don't get to pick games anymore, Ryan. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna ask Jason because you picked two atrocities in a week where we actually have a fair amount of interesting football uh Jason I'm not not sorry what catches your eye
2: well there's a few headliners but I hope we don't overlook Mississippi State and its fine defense traveling to play LSU uh a team that at this point their entire offense is just slinging it to uh to, to that wide receiver Doral I don't know how you say his last name I haven't watched any LSU games so far this year
1: uh, that's that's good, Dural. Dural. <laughs> it's Louisiana. It's probably Dural. Dural. <laughs> but the entire offense
2: is just uh, hoping this this fella catches an eighty five yard touchdown, and then they just sort of shut it down. Uh, is that going to work against Mississippi State?
1: Yes, <laughs> probably. It's Mississippi right. State. Uh, probably What's next. Remember, they haven't they haven't beaten them since nineteen ninety nine. That is the last time LSU lost. And by the way. Well, you know
2: what? Surge is coming
1: back. So this here comes This in. is the Surge game. <laughs> the Wayne Matkin Surge. That was a 3 and 8 LSU team, by the way, and like they won by the skin of their teeth. I think it was like a like a 17-16 game. So Mississippi State at its best, at its most powerful, juiced with all of that Jackie Sherrill corruption, uh, you know, football steroid Uh, still only beat LSU by a point. So uh, it's probably not happening. That's Mm. that's my guess. Uh, I'm going to tackle it because I'm going. That'd be Florida at Alabama. It'll be bad. Just be ready. It's going to be an awful thing to watch. Florida will probably get more yards than Alabama wants because Alabama is now a really glamorous League 12 team. But that doesn't really matter because Alabama's been averaging over 500 yards of offensive game and didn't show anything this past week in their blowout of Southern Miss. So I just assume this is the usual uh, pave and pray game. They'll just put us in the ground, put a nice headstone on us, and I'll have to drive four hours home crying again. You did that to yourself.
0: I don't feel bad for you. I know. I know. I don't ask for your pity. I, I'm gonna watch Utah Michigan and go to bed at a reasonable hour. So there.
1: Seven. I <laughs> <laughs> ain't even gonna watch, <laughs> gonna watch it. I'm gonna sleep all day. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. <laughs> I'm just gonna go to bed. It's a sleeper day for me. <laughs> just gonna go to bed and guess Jeff Driscoll's numbers. Mm, Nineteen for fifty-two. Three <laughs> ints. Oh. No touchdowns and two fumbles.
0: Be like, oh my god, I was exactly right.
1: <laughs> you know what? Let's do this right now. Call Jeff Driscoll's line. Like, seriously. Call his line. We'll see who comes closest to it.
0: Are, 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 is anybody so going to keep track
1: of this? Or? Or what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to write this down right now. Okay. These, these, are our, these are our guesses for Jeff Driscoll's line.
2: Do we, okay. Should we just do yards for sake of...
1: Um, nope, nope. Make it as exact as possible wow. so that okay. we can make this bet okay. as absurd as possible.
0: Okay. All right, I'm going to go... 14 of 37 for 212 yards, one touchdown, and one
1: interception. 14 of 37, 212 yards for one touchdown and two interceptions?
0: One interception.
1: One touchdown. <laughs> Ooh, you're conservative with the interceptions. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Jason?
2: Uh, you can put me down for uh, 12 of 23. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll do. Actually, you know what? I think Demarcus Robinson can light up Alabama a little bit. The the thing is, if Jeff Driscoll can survive long enough for that to happen, so well, we'll go with that same completion total. But <laughs> <laughs> maybe say, maybe say two hundred and is it who's it closest without going
1: over? Uh, yeah. Do you want to do the Price's Right system? Yeah. There? Yeah. Put yeah. me down for that. Okay. So two hundred and eleven yards because Ryan's at two hundred and twelve.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no way. Well, no. That's...
0: Then he either want to go two thirteen. In that case,
2: I'll do twelve of twelve of twenty
1: three for one yard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing you down for that twelve of twenty three for one yard. And with a uh, lot of big plays. What's our TD and INT here?
2: Uh, I'll go two touchdowns and uh, one pick. Okay. Yeah, you guys are opti- you guys are what, optimists.
0: One one yard and two touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs>
2: there, there's 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 a weird backwards thing going.
1: There's a lot of sacks.
0: A lot of sacks.
1: I will go large and suggest <clears throat> that uh, he goes twenty two for forty seven. Ugh! <clears throat> no, there's going to be a lot of passing because uh, he's they're going to be down uh, for uh, two hundred, and I'm going to go up. I'm gonna go 287 yards. Wow. Yeah, with uh no TDs and three picks. And I won't even entertain what my heart says, which is that
0: he's gonna get injured.
1: But because that's what happens to Jeff Driscoll versus Alabama. But this this would
0: make it the third highest passing yardage in his career.
1: Yep. Yep, I, I think that's what we've got because he's throwing the ball that many times. That's and,
0: it. and his highest was last week.
1: So Yep. New day, new offense. I same. hate myself. Remember, new day, new offense, same <laughs> results. Well, they might go to
2: triple overtime. That's been that's been the funniest thing uh this week from uh Florida analysts is Look at this offensive output. when you had seven quarters. Of course you put up a bunch of yards. (laughs) Kentucky was tired.
1: I'm telling you, this is, uh, we're just getting a more innovative and exciting variation of failure. That's what this year for Florida football will be all about. Um, I think another game to look at, if we are gazing at uh, the schedule and looking at potentially interesting games, uh, Clemson and Florida State uh it, to me is potentially interesting only because florida state can't possibly be excited enough about this game. Like they can't. Florida State's just gonna be like Pfft, yeah it's Clemson. So that could and be if there's
2: anything we know about Davo Swinney is that
1: his team will be excited.
2: <laughs> maybe <laughs> not maybe <laughs> without not without doubt. Maybe not ready. Maybe not productive. <laughs> maybe not capable. But like their fingers plugged into a light socket. <laughs>
1: Bang bolting out of there. Uh, I would also point you to Oklahoma. The, maybe the legitimate, like the most legitimately scary game for a major opponent this week it is Oklahoma at West Virginia.
2: Oh, without question. I mean, you could say scary road trip without even talking
1: about the game. <laughs> we don't have to involve football. <laughs> <laughs> That's just terror right there.
2: There's only one road in and out.
1: That that may be my favorite end of game story ever was going there for the LSU game and looking as the great evil fog fell off of the mountain over the stadium and just began to creep like a Stephen King short story into the stands. And you know it's a bad situation when LSU fans are like, well, let's get the hell out of here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This ain't ain't right. This ain't Christian.
1: (laughs) Really? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I got a real low bar for what that
2: is. Yeah, that's like that's beyond like the canary in the coal mine. That's like the dragon in the coal mine. Is <laughs>
1: yeah, like if you're ever in some sort of you know space opera kind of movie and the aliens and predator all begin running past you, right? Like, Aah! like that's that's what that is. Uh, anything else catching the eye this week, gentlemen?
0: Uh, I think Cal Arizona could be fun late at night just because points.
1: That's got yeah. the highest fun quotient to me, yeah,
0: like i don't i don't I don't think that'll necessarily be a game you say that was really well played, but you'll say, boy, there were sure a lot of touchdowns where the cornerback had no idea where what was going on, and that was fun,
1: yeah, <laughs> uh anything for you, Jason
2: uh we should mention miami nebraska there's a <clears throat> there's an important historical element there, um you know Miami might have a decent passing day. You never know. Nebraska's had a little bit of a uh, attrition in the secondary and so forth. That one could get interesting. If you, uh,
0: you didn't sound like you believed that at all. Uh,
2: no. Well, I was I was asked, and you know, it's. I mean, do you want me to talk about South Carolina Vanderbilt or?
1: Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you one more, just to t- put it all, just to tie it all together here at the end of uh, a taut 45 minute podcast.
2: Is that all? I feel that's, like we're robbing people.
1: I know. Uh, just to give it to you, uh, I think there's going to be uh, some spectacular variation on Cooganet because Oregon comes to Pullman.
2: Yeah, that's going to be... Uh, this might be that we always talk about the Oregon third quarter where Oregon, you know, the game's... It's like a three-point game at the half and then Oregon dumps 45 points on some poor sucker. <laughs> might be in for one of those here.
1: Might be in for four third quarters.
0: This was this was the game last. Year. This was the game last year where Oregon's defensive coordinator complained that Washington State was throwing the ball too much, even though they were down like five touchdowns. Right.
1: This yeah. is the game when Connor Halliday.
0: They're mad that Connor Halliday was running down the score.
1: Uh yeah, which by the way, running down the score and setting a record, beating Drew Brees' record mm-hmm. for attempts in a game. Against Oregon with 89. And I'm going to go ahead and go out there and say that this year's variation of Cougarnett is going to be the Washington State Cougars pissing Oregon off and doubling down with Mike Leach calling over 90 passes in this game. That's right. And they, can they crack 100. Right, so I'm going to there's, say you, you would say over 100 is possible in this game. There's only
0: one way to find out. Just, you know. Make it happen.
2: At that point, do you have Connor Halliday on like a baseball pitch count? Like we need to get our setup man
1: in there, (laughs) start throwing. (laughs) Bring in the bullpen. We got the closer QB coming in. Uh, He's throwing 120. His arm's gonna fall off.
0: Connor's a knuckler. You can leave him out there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There, There's a strong case to be made for that. (laughs) Mike Leach is just the Dusty Baker. (laughs) What's what's the pitch count? Uh, 300. Four hundred. I don't know. He's Grover Cleveland out there. He'll
0: tell me if he wants to come out. <laughs> Connor
1: You're Halliday not bleeding. Con- Connor Halliday's shoulder. Exactly. Well, you know he is too. I right? like that at any point a Washington State QB is bleeding continuously and profusely from some part of his body
0: from a sta- from a Stanford hit that hasn't even happened yet. <laughs> from some
1: unhealed World War One war wound that gets passed down from generation to generation. What's that? It's the Washington State bayonet stab. Uh, Every quarterback has the Washington State bayonet stab.
0: Grandpa Fred cooped it against the Kaiser.
1: <laughs> I think we end with that.